Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I know this song. It's good. We own the rights. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great day. Back in the booth, JP, Nate Walworth. Appreciate you guys for tuning in again. We just hit our weekly high for podcast downloads. JP just informed me. He looked at the stats. Guys, that is a big appreciative uh, shout out to you guys. We, uh, we started this thing about a year and a half ago. And I remember we were like excited to get 20 downloads and it was like 30 downloads. And, and some of those were our parents. And this, a lot of them were our parents <laughs> and our, our cousins and our siblings. And it's like now this, this podcast is turning into something pretty special. We're we excited to keep blowing it up. We will be continuing to add to it. But guys, there's a ton of tennis to talk about. I mean, tons, this has tons. been one of the, my favorite Australian Opens that I can remember. And a lot of my, you know, I've got, we've got a tennis group chat from when our college days uh, was still a very active chat and, some of my old teammates are kind of like they've they've been kind of hating. They're like, man, like, what are these guys like? The old guys are just getting old. Like, they, these guys aren't ready for this these big matches. I'm like, what are you guys watching? I'm like, I mean, of course you got Novak playing the best tennis of his life, and I mean, I, I say that like I don't even think it's very tongue in cheek. Like, I think I don't know if Novak has struck the ball this well from both wings. It's only dropped one set. Applied, yeah, applied this much pressure to his opponents on a consistent basis from yeah. from just it's a ground stroke warfare from from Novak right now. He is just blitzing balls. So I mean, he's made everybody look somewhat uh, pedestrian, but just lethal. The rest of the field, I mean, the the tour is so deep right now. It is a, amazing to see new faces with new personalities and just watching these guys soak it in. Like th- this is the first time they felt like the door is a little bit open. You got Rafa out. You got Alcaraz is out. Kyrgios is out. So yeah, we had some new new faces come in there that had a chance and they took advantage of it. And I've been blown away with this tournament. I'm I'm with you. I I think that like the just the back to the Djokovic the not dropping a set, looking at him, basically in the top ten of every statistical category. They don't do timed timed matches, but he's I mean as like one of the front stats that they put up there. But he got two matches in less than two, less than two hours, taking Rublev to the shed, you know, putting Tommy Paul down in three. Like I, I just. Six one I mean, six made, two. After the the long first set, it's just like people. It's taken too much out of him to get into the, into the matches. He's, he's, he's not, playing out he, of his head. He's on the revenge tour. I think it's safe to say that he is more motivated than maybe he's ever been. He was not happy with how the situation was handled last year, um, being put in exile. Stuck um, him in the little jail. St- stuck cell. him in the little cell, and they like shipped him out, made him look like this bad guy after putting him in there. And he's like, he he may put on this face that he's super appreciative of being there, and I'm sure he is, but. He is that chip on his revenge. shoulder is is there. It's this is a complete revenge tour. Yeah, I get it. He is like after he beat Timonar, they asked him like, I mean, what, like, did you and like enjoy? He's, he's like, I enjoyed that. Like, I wanted to do it like that. Like, he's like, I mean, you just like I forget what the guy how he phrased the question, but he's basically like, you you just put a stranglehold on him and wouldn't let him off the leash. And he's like, like, how was that? He's like, oh, I enjoyed it. Like, I yeah. wanted that. And it's like, he is just yeah. playing with a different level of focus. He's, I mean, maybe the the hammy has slowed him down a bit, which is scary to think because. He looks like he's moving exceptionally well. It's scary that the return game is just just as lethal as the serve. It's like just because you're serving, he's he's coming for you. Like he's coming for he he's at the advantage start from start to finish. Tom Tommy said it after the match. Like he was even his first serve when he did land him in, 
Djokovic is landing those those returns at the baseline, and you're back. It's either neutral or you're on defense yeah. immediately. And I don't know. It's it's really cool to see because I've missed Novak and having that. I mean, he's the, the greatest tennis player of all time. all time. I mean, I have to say it. I'm a Rafa fan. I'm with you there. But it's it's not. I don't even know if it's close. Like if he wasn't taken out of the U.S. Open and out of the Aussie, he's sitting at 23 probably now. And I mean, I feel that's how confident I feel saying that that he would have taken those. And it's like. Now he's gonna be taking his sec- his twenty second right now. He's heading in. He's trying to set the record. And twenty one, it's winner, winner, runner up, winner in the, all the slams. And then like last year, he's just not allowed to play in two of them. So is, it's just it is a revenge tour. This is a revenge tour, and if he stays healthy with his, I mean, this is a career grand, like this is a calendar grand slam in the waiting. I mean, I could see it happening this year. Not no one's. Not, I mean, like you always said, the Australian Open's a predictor of the rest of the year. Like. <laughs> It is. This is the predictor of how this year is going to go. I mean, good luck. He could take all four slams this year, and it would be maybe the the greatest year of his career. I mean, you could see it happening. He's just his level is doesn't make sense. I've never seen Novak Djokovic hit the forehand with this much authority, yeah. and stepping in with so much confidence. And like you, the, the demon was getting that that extra ball back that yeah. he always does. That kind of makes guys fumble that next one because they're not expecting it, and he gets them off kind of yeah. off footed, off balance because they're either trying to push the net. Or they think they're in an offensive position. He just floats one back to the baseline. Yeah, Novak was like, "Oh, you got that one back. Here's another one." Here's and just another. sending it to another corner. When the ace, going behind him, it was. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. They're good, man. But the aces, it's the same thing. I was like looking at the ace leaders. Ben Shelton's got 85 through five matches, but then you got Djokovic around. I mean, he had 12 last night. So yeah, yeah. Where's he at? He he would be at 50, 59, and he's played. Wow. I mean, three set matches the whole tour. Like yep. everybody else is going through five setters, and yep. he's playing three sets. And he's got so he's leading that category. He's breaking more people than anybody else. The only person that had more breaks than him was Tommy. Was Tommy? Tommy and had twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-seven. Yeah, he yeah. Had, yeah and he, that's insane. That's for insane. Tommy. Tommy. People are hating on like Tommy. Like, oh, he he didn't have a chance. I'm like, guys, like, dude, can this is slap. the greatest player of all time, and he, Tommy is like Tommy's top twenty. Like, yeah. that is I, I didn't expect Tommy to take a set. And that's, that is no knock on Tommy. I thought Tommy's level was exceptional this whole last two weeks. But let's talk about the Americans. Um, we'll start off with Tommy Paul. I mean, this has been a a great sign for Tommy Paul fans. At 25 years old, he seems to be finally putting it all together where, like, the talent was always there for Tommy. But now his ability to rebuttal and refocus and stay in that happy place is there. I, we talked about it a little bit before against Falkina. Got down a break in the fifth set. Old Tommy, maybe even a year and a half, two years ago, would have not been in a mentally uh, stable position to like kind of steady the ship and bounce back. But this new Tommy, with you can just tell with the relationship he has with Brad Stein, his coach, that things are healthy. And he's able to bounce back and believe in his skill set to just snap back. And even against these top 30 players, that he knows he can trust himself in the in the baseline wars. And with his, I mean, he's got the, his servers now, I mean, He's got an exceptionally good start. It's, it's the trusting it's of the, that slap too, because like on the uh, RBA match too, because yep. he's grinding through. I think he won that last set seven five, but it was just that was like I felt like all the momentum was going to Batista Agut, mm-hmm. and he just but he stayed he stayed on that stayed on that big big forehand. And his variety now is so good. I mean, he's got the drop shot. He's coming forward more, the, yeah. with, and he's able to knock off the volley now. He's for how not being a very big guy, like he's got a great overhead. I mean, and the fact that Novak was able to just torch him in three sets is ridiculous. Right. But no, Tommy's playing a very good tennis. He's top. He's 19 in the world now in the live rankings, uh, career high. He just, I mean, he's a semifinalist now. This guy just went yeah. to his. And so he's. 
I mean, I don't know what his ceiling. I, I think it's hard to say, but I would I would have said top twenty was his ceiling before. It's like, can he break in the top fifteen? I mean, I don't see any reason why he can't. I mean, he's as steady as that comes off the off the floor, and he's just one of the best. Like Taylor Fritz and Kyrie were talking about it. Um, they put tennis TV put up a cool Instagram of them talking in the locker room. Like his movement is, I mean. Taylor Fritz, the top three or top five mover on the tour. Yeah. So I mean, he beat he beanballed Brooksby too. It's a so good formula. Oh yeah, Brooksby got coming through. I mean, Brooksby was playing. Brooksby took out Rude in a dominant show, and then you have Tommy just make Brooksby look. Yeah, like stuck in the sand. I mean, t- Jensen looked like athletically he didn't belong on the same field. No. Like he didn't look like he was in the right on the right court. You said that too that, that there's no way Brooks because in Cincinnati he did the same thing to Brooksby but I just I thought that this was a different Brooksby and it did the same thing to him just that, that I was worried yeah that he, forehand slap is just a different level and the mental edge there it just seemed like it belonged to Tommy from the first ball yep like he just never seemed that like he didn't there was no like any doubt in his brain that Jensen could could one edge him on anything so Tommy Paul fans I'm one myself me too I have to be happy for this guy Switches, there you go. It got the fresh foam lav V2s on. But Tommy switches to the V core, leaves the Wilson Blade V8 in the dust in 2022. A big decision for him, playing with a lot more authority. And just, I think it adds more variety to his game is because the V core has a little more versatility as far as a little bit better spin, a little more pop. Uh, the new frame is more stability. And I think the blade was just like, it It was more, it didn't complement his skill set, I think, as well as this V core. And maybe we're reading too much into that, but I mean, you look at what he was able to do. It's a, it's a big start for Never that guy. Never made into a semifinal exactly. with the blade. It's true. So here we go. Next American we can talk about, I would say, has got to be Sebastian Corda. Um, I thought Corda was – I thought he was primed for a semifinal run. Yeah. I love the matchup he had with Hachinov, a guy he's beaten twice uh, before. I think he lost to him once previously. I thought that was a favorable matchup to see. Uh, he's a, I think he's a better mover than, than Hachinov. Um, I think he's got more variety. He's got this, uh, just he's got the slice backhand. He comes over the top well, but didn't ever seem to be um, there all the way in that Something one. Something the wrist, right? Broke, yeah, broke I, th- I don't know how. Like, it, it looked like that happened in maybe the end of the second set, or the like. I think he called for the medical timeout in the second set, like mid second set. I think he called it, and then it was pretty much over from then. But even in that first set, like he was never able to settle in against Hachinov, and Hachinov was just applying pressure. In, in every game, and, I mean, that forehand is some heavy artillery. Yeah, big, big forehand. I was kind of upset with that, too. I felt that that was going to be a get him into a match with Stephanus and, like, put him into a place where he kind of regroup, but I guess I guess the injury was bad because it's 3-0 in the third. And it was a good thing he retired. Off. I Like, I usually give <clears> – <throat> I think I've given players before on this podcast a hard time for pulling out when the match is um, close to the finish line. Where it looks like an injury that you can't he worsen. A, he still had a little bit left in that third. He still he still had a little bit left, and I think that's a real injury that you could have hurt worse by just you could see his face when Hachinov was re- uh, hitting a big serve to his yeah. forehand. You could see him grimace every time. So well, I was happy he pulled was, out. Of that. And something was wrong too, because at the beginning, like you said, he wasn't he was hitting everything deep. I mean, he was mm-hmm. missing the court, so may, that probably was the wrist not rolling it over because it hurt. Maybe no, you could in quarter. <coughs> he never looked comfortable um, taking taking the offensive end. He never looked like he was trusting his his wrist and never found the uh, sweet spot on his but racket. So he's top twenty now too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We yeah. Got but I think with Corda, final notes on him is I always thought he was going to reach top twenty. Like I was pretty confident that there's no, nothing that can slow him down. I mean, his backhand, he's able to redirect and gather pace, and um, he's just now he's got the drop shot that working for him a little bit. He he looks comfortable coming forward. He's uh, he's 
a lot more fit than he was. But I think on the fitness aspect of things, he needs to add like there's got to be five to seven. I don't know an exact number. There needs to be more muscle on that frame. It looks like he's not quite there from a um, like I don't know if he's durable enough right now in his current state. He's always been a guy that's kind of been against the weightlifting stuff that these guys have taken in a uh, liking to in recent years. You see these guys coming with a little more muscle mass, uh, like it's the cute. Sheltons and the Wolfs, and um, I mean like a Hatchinov guy is a bigger a bigger build, and they, they fill out their frames a little bit. Hatchinov is a much bigger build, and same mm-hmm. same height. Exactly. Like yeah. They look totally different. You look wayfish compared. Mm-hmm. Felix is, is starting to <clears throat> is put on more weight. Sitsipas is definitely a bigger guy. Like these yep. guys are putting on a, a like a more steady frame, and Corda has. Been a guy since he was young that I don't know if that has changed, but uh, I remember two, three years ago, he had always been kind of his camp had not been a big proponent of engaging that part of his game in the weight room. Gotta do. Yeah. I think it was, they, were, they didn't want him to get hurt. They were looking for him to like just stay flexible and um, keep his agility, I guess, but it, it's needed, especially when you go deep into a major second weeks, when it becomes a grind, you need to have that, that muscle mass. And I think that's, in the end, that's kind of what hurt him is you looked at like his. His arms and his legs, he just he just needs some weight. Even Holger, you've seen Holger, he's put, he's put on probably 10 pounds in the last year and a half yeah. like of muscle. And that's why he looks like he can last these, and he's not cramping up as much, and he's he's able to phys- physically hang in there. Um, so I think that's the next jump for Corda. Another guy that's like, where's his ceiling? That's a guy that can make a semifinal. Yeah. I mean, he can make a semifinal. I, I think he's top, top 12, top 10 guy if he reaches his potential. He's got... The service he's coming. Beat, he's certainly beating the guys up there, but he just—it's like you said—he can't with withstand. It's it. hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard for him to continue that, that. Stay consistently up there. Mm-hmm. Body's not doing it. Maybe. He's he, so he's he got the black, blacked out, V8. I guess it is, but I think he's pro staff. No, actually, I've heard that is he's, he's just changing to a pro stock H22 uh, racket. I guess he's mess, messing with some weights and stuff, hmm. but. Always interesting when you see the Wilson guys, or Yonix has been known to do it, is the blacked-out racket. It kind of builds some interest, and I'll be interested to see what he ends up having as a paint job. Yonix has the blacked-out, like an actual blacked-out version of that V-Core. You can buy it. It's just blacked-out. Yeah. yeah. Blacked-out. But I think Kakanakis was using a blacked-out racket, and it ended up being an E-Zone. So it's like I don't ever know with, with those guys. Yeah. Next up, we got to go with J.J. Wolf. Had one of the best, I mean, definitely had the best run of his life, best two weeks of his life in, in, in tennis. Uh, goes inside the top 50 for the first time. I think he'll be at 43 when the rankings come out. I mean, unbelievable tennis from him this week. And I thought that match against Ben Shelton was electric. Everything, I mean, we're all in Cincinnati watching it, and I know that everyone was pulling for him. So it's still a great match. Felt like he was held, more than held his own. It could have gone either way. I mean, he could have, I mean, I thought he <clears throat> he played. He could have. He could have won that for sure. I mean. He let, like he let off the gas pedal a little bit, got maybe a little bit tight, but I mean that was just he had to know uh, that you're right there. You, yeah, he, I think he felt that a little bit that he was that close to reaching yeah. a semifinal of a Grand Slam. Yeah, I mean that's insane. So I mean, last I year just, we just wanted him to get out of the first round. Exactly, and yeah, I mean <laughs> even at the U.S. Open, it was exactly. like when he when he took out Roberto Batista Agut, it's yeah. like that's huge. Like that's a big payday, and now he's a quarterfinalist from a Grand Slam. Right, that's just absurd. Literally, those are the two back back slams too in yep. succession so he's he's there he's he's definitely wolf, there wolf showed me a lot this last this last slam i mean whether it was like his movement getting out of the corners he looked like he still has the the strength to bully the ball but he looks like he toned it up a little bit to where he looks flexible and he's able to maneuver around the court uh 
way cleaner. Like it looks way cleaner. Doesn't yeah. he stays within his game? He's not slow. Yep. He's not like stepping on himself or like looking clunky at all. Like yeah. at times where he looked like he was trying to get his footing underneath him, but doesn't have he, the like three three points in a row where he just blanks out and just smashes exactly. the ball. Like they, exactly, like they stays focused. That's the other part, as well as his movement. Like you just said, his ability to to come up with a game plan that is still high risk, high reward, but it's he's waiting for that yeah. shot. He's not. He's not just coming out the gates, bludgeoning that forehand without any purpose. It looks like he's able to mix it in to get the right forehand to attack, and then when he attacks it, it's it's good luck. It's so good. I mean, him and Shelton. I don't know if I saw guys stripe the ball <laughs> that hard consistently. It's easy and, to watch him because it's just it's fun to watch him strike guys were the going, ball. It is. Those guys were going like Shelton hit a 140 mile an hour serve in like a 95 mile an hour forehand followed up. And then Wolf was hitting 135 and hitting 85 to 90 mile on forehands. It's just like, what is going on? It's amazing. And when Wolf adds, I would say his next step, I mean, he's top 50 now. And so I think you have to just continue to add, to keep jumping. You just have to add another layer to your game. His next, I would say, is going to be his next phase. It's either going to be kind of the ability to, well, one I've always stood by, block returns. I think he has to become a little bit more comfortable doing the Andy Murray signature, just block the return, take off the pace, make that guy create the the pace on the yeah, ball. Yeah, give hit. a variety. Exactly. you can't Because guys are used to seeing pace, and then they just have to – they're just using your pace to beat you. Right. But when you throw back that – like Murray did it to Kakanakis right. and to, to Martini, you block it back and you make them generate that pace again after the serve. One, it takes a ton of energy. So you do that for five sets, Try you're, you're going to be gassed. Yeah. And, or just try it. Just it try just, it. it. Just yeah, and it's gonna put so much pressure on you to add pace and placement. And I think once Wolf becomes kind of comfortable doing that at some capacity, I'm not saying it has to be forty percent, but like at least when you're playing against a big server like Shelton, it's you cannot give free points away to a confident server like that. You got to make him earn it with a forehand, and at least make him come up and knock off a volley or whatever. But that's one thing. Shelton serves. That match oh. especially was just out. Out. I mean, he was picking spots on them too. What he like, held like sixty straight times in a row, yeah. or something. Obs- it was just, insane. It was nuts. So when someone's doing that, like, you're good luck. No, for, I yeah. mean, I'm not saying it's and it's not. It's not like a foolproof system yeah. either. It's not, especially against Shelton, who's serving out of his mind. But like over the course of a year, yeah, like throw it in there every once in a while. Absolutely, I totally think that's that would one help thing. Him. I would help him. That would help him. And I think the next thing would be coming forward, just break breaking down a little bit more. And he just missed some of those. He just. Like he, it's the right idea almost every time he comes forward, but he just has to get those feet, those puppies kind of gathered, and then just deliver a nice stable volley, which is the, the part of the game that you see Sitsipas and these other guys try to add to their game, because you just need to relieve. Like you can't have baseline warfare every point, especially when you're playing against guys like Novak or Sitsipas or Cordas. These guys that are just, I mean, any of those guys, Felix, those guys are just so comfortable side to side for hours. You just you need to make them come up with the goods on a passing shot and make them beat you with a double pass. Like, you got to hit that first volley in, and J.J.'s overheads are, are super, like, he's super athletic, so that's never going to be an issue, I don't think. But getting that first volley to just stay down on it, getting those feet organized, I think that's going to be his other part of his game that will be huge for him to kind of continue to, to leap forward and maybe break into the top 30. Let's go. I hope he does. It's insane. Top – I mean, he was just – it wasn't that long ago where he was injured off his hip hip injury, hip surgery, and – People weren't sure if he was going to be. I mean, it was unsure where he was going to go. Then he had a hell of a Indian Wells um, tournament. Lost to Roberto Batista, good after having a match point. Went down to Phoenix, beat Musetti like six one six one or something insane. 
He had a win against Shapovalov somewhere. I can't remember. I think that was I that City one. Open maybe or somewhere. Yeah. I'm not sure. But he started putting together these wins, and you're like, oh Those are good wins. He's, these are good wins. And he started yeah. stacking results, and you're like, his confidence is coming, and he's, the weaponry is there, and he's always able to take away time from these guys. And now he's putting it together, and Wolf is now a guy that none of these guys want to see. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, yeah, you got to be ready to just – you're, you're, you're going to see a big ball – all day, all damn day, and he's not going to stop. Like I mean, as, as my people that are his fans, that like my kids and me, basically watch anytime he's on. But, <laughs> but just then I, he's a big wolf, wolf fan. Absolutely, he is, and like I just think it's it's fun to watch him because like those. I felt like he was like kind of punching himself out, but like now I, think, I I don't think he's punching himself out. I'm not. A, I don't have the expertise that you do to see all the like intricacy. I just noticed that like I don't feel was, like no. I, I don't feel like he's like yeah. I just don't feel like he's like losing that pop. He's staying on top of the forehand the whole the whole time. He was even with Ben Shelton. He was right there. He's still dropping bombs mm-hmm. on him at the end. He like, was a little bit of a one trick pony for a good portion of his career, but that that one tempo, that one gear that he had was good enough to be top 100, and we like everybody knew that. Like it was just like to get in the top top 50. You got to be a little more fit and a little bit cleaner out of the corners. He's done that. To get in the top thirty, you got to add a little extra layer of variety. Whether it's the chip returns, a little bit more of a slice backhand that can just neutralize the point and just get yourself out of that corner and kind of slide back to the middle of the court. And then that four, like the front court. But those are three facets of his game that he, like he said, he's like he's not playing the best tennis of his life yet. Like he's steadily improving, and he he doesn't expect himself to have. This isn't going to be the best week of his career. He's going to have, a, like, so he's got the right mindset. I fully expect him to continue to put the work in to get there. It seems like he's having a lot of fun out there. Um, I thought the pressure might have got to him a little bit, but, I mean, it's like it's his first quarter final. It it's like, how could it not? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like that's completely normal. But what a week for Wolf. Uh, tennis points only athlete so far on the circuit, having a big debut uh, is in his first quarter final. So love to see it. Welcome to the top 50, JJ. Good luck the rest of the year, and can't wait to see you at Indian Wells. Yeah. Yeah. In March. All right. Last night we gotta talk about City Pass. City Pass is gonna be playing in the final against Novak Djokovic. How what have been your initial thoughts from this City Pass run here? Woo. I was surprised Novak is not like Rafa or Federer where he remembers all of his Grand Slam finals. Did you <laughs> see that? Yeah, he didn't remember playing. <laughs> he didn't remember playing City Boss in the Grand Slam final. I'm like, Damn. maybe he, maybe he purposely blocked it out. Because there's I, some people you don't want to play. It's like it's like ever. did he block it out or was that just like to kind of get under Steph's skin a little bit? Like, yeah, I don't remember wiping you off the oh, court. I got it. I didn't remember. I, did, I took you out like that. It's. I don't know if that was a little bit of gamesmanship or if you know. But Novak is kind of more of an aloof. He's, he's more of aloof with that stuff. It's like. He's not. He's not like Federer and Rafa, who are just like, I don't know. Maybe, he, or maybe it's completely mental games. Well, when I think over, once you get over anything in twenty, they all start to kind of <laughs> mix together. It's like, yeah, it's how, like how birthdays. Many? Like, was there any real difference between your twenty-first and your twenty-second birthday? That's true. Or maybe your twenty-second, twenty-third birthday. That's true. Like, it's so true. It's, it's kind of like, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're different. I kind of remember one. Oh, I think that one was yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Went to Skyline that for that dinner, and then I went to uh, Chick Fil A for that one. Got yeah. some graders. Got some graders on this one. No, but City Pass, I would say, my my overall thoughts on his week is, he's become more enjoyable. Like this year, I know it's not a whole lot of a like it's what the U.S. Open was what September, so it doesn't feel like that long of a time lapse. But whatever he was able to do in the off season, uh, he's added he's added Mark Philipposis. Philip Philip, I'm absolutely butchering his name. But he's added the Philippusis. guy Philippusis. 
He was actually the runner-up to Roger Federer in the 2003 Wimbledon. Added Mark to his his uh, coaching box, and I think that dynamic has been able to add an element of calmness, I would say, and just ability to stay at that equilibrium where he's not too far, too high up or too low down on himself. And um, he got he was up a break twice last night against Hachinov in the first set, and Hachinov was able to get the break back. And Sitsipas never lost focus, never got rattled. And was able to bounce back in the tiebreaker and dominate that breaker, uh, and and really look put together and st- stream together a line of points where it looked like he was just a dominant, the more dominant player. Um, I thought Sitsipas, he just looks like he's having more fun out there, and he's not st- putting all that stress on himself, which is what he talked about. He's just like he's in a happy place, and you can see it out there. It's like he's not playing with this like like he's he's just playing free tennis. And yeah. I don't, his shot selection is not always ideal yet. It's still there's some room for improvement, like on him just trying to bludgeon the backhand where, like, he could use that slice to just... It's hard to go from a big blow from Hachinov down the line where he hits down the line uh, forehand. And sometimes Hachinov's just trying to unload. It's like, just play the smart ball. Your chip backhand is going to be good enough. But once he gets that, I mean, this guy's dangerous. Tizzy Pass, I will say, I feel got the best draw ever. So I I think other than the center match, clearly, Mm -hmm. all respect for that. But, like, he went through... I mean, round one was House. Then he played. House was playing good. Uh, he was playing good. I'm House not talking. Well. I'm just saying. No, I. I and then hear he you. then he played a qualifier, I think, or a wild card. I forget. Then mm-hmm. he played Griegspor. Then he played like Leheka and like it's uh, Sinner definitely, but Hachinov in the semis. So, not the biggest name that you're ever going to catch in a semifinal. Like I love true. Karen, but like Leheka was playing. I mean, Leheka just drilled Felix though. True, true. I mean, like, Lech could, like, Felix but had no answers for him. You think Felix would have? I don't know. I don't think. I, I'm bummed that we didn't get to see Sitsipas versus liked Felix. Felix Sitsipas. I'm really bummed I'm we didn't get that. That didn't happen. So am I. I'm I don't re- think that. I don't think Sitsipas gets a set off Djokovic either. I think that's going to go. I think that's going to go quick. It's going to get six one in the first set, and then it's going to be going to put the racket down. That's, it's going to go fast. So against you, yeah against Novak in the final it's gonna go quick he's gonna go quick yeah interesting so City I mean he's serving very well he put a lot of returns in place last night I didn't think Hatch I mean I thought Hatchinov looked pretty pretty good I know and I'm maybe you're right I'm not saying but you think it's what three sets oh yeah I don't think he gets a set no way he's calling it I just I'm not impressed with the run that he's had. Like I think other people had way harder fights all the way that's through. That's true. I mean, I just, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not knocking that, it because yeah. that's just that way tennis is. Just play your draw. Play your draw. But he uh-huh. didn't, he hasn't been tested. Sinner tested him, but like, um, that went five sets. That could have gone either way too. Yeah. And like, but I think that match showed me a lot. Like when he took out Sinner in that type of fashion, I was like, all right, he's he's the real deal here. He's ready. He's like. He seemed more mature. He never he never seemed like he was. It was in doubt against Sinner. Yeah. Who's been? I mean, we thought we we thought I never crossed, saw the like wing where he just smoked one out like crappy frame ball out into the crowd and just like melt down for two points. Because I remember you and I specifically talking about the center Alcaraz match after the U.S. Open. We're like, whoa, is center like is he one of the next guys that's gonna be top five? I still think he is. Like, I, yeah, I I think he looks really good. He's definitely could put on some more muscle too. But like, he's yeah. de- I think he looks really. I like watching him. I feel like he's in every single every single match. Well, um, at a high just, level, he doesn't have. I love center on paper. Looks like you look at his strokes and his size and his like his firepower. He's got all, but there's just like the it bird factor. Legs, the bird legs. 
potentially that, but it's it's like this it factor that he does not have. Like I saw, I watched Shelton, and I knew sh- there's things that are, there, there's some there's some flaws in Shelton's game. Like there's some holes in his game right now that he'll be he'll be having to patch up, and I think he'll definitely do that. He's 20 years old, but the it factor, Shelton has it. Like that constant self belief that he can hit like, and he's not afraid, and he's just like he's putting himself out there, pointing and point out. I don't. There's some aspect of it I can't put my finger on it. Center is missing though. Where like, even though he has the back end, he has the forehand, he has the serve. He, he looks like he's always stepping in every ball. It's like I don't know if it's his, if it's just more of like I don't, it's because he does have he does have a little bit of variety. His his ball does have some good shape to it. He doesn't hit. I, I don't feel like he's hitting like a very like he can hit in the big big targets and the big margins. But there's just something there lacking, and it's just like it comes. It, it seems to to so show that, up in every so, tournament. Yeah, but so that would kind of lean on the into the same feeling that I feel too is like Tissy Poss. I just have I don't feel like he's battle tested in this tournament yet. Like at the same rate that even Djokovic like walked through a pretty good draw too, but like he just walked through everybody. So it's just different to me and Nova and Novak set to Karen like I, I just, Novak's gonna win. I would just have to there's no way you're gonna that like at this point it's like he's he's gonna I think he's gonna take the title. But I do expect Sitsi Poss to Give Novak the best fight of the tournament, and I expect him to take a set. He like well, he should. He's, he's got to take a set. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> he's got to take a set. No, gosh. All right, we're putting a friendly wager on this one. Okay, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Nobody All else. Right. Nobody else got a set off of him. He's I, not that much better than the whole rest of the tournament. Like Sitsipas is playing at a b- different level than everybody else so far. Okay, he is. Like I'm. I feel pretty good about saying that. I've watched him three full matches now in this tournament. You're totally. You're probably right. I, I just don't. And I don't. maybe the moment gets to him, which I hope it doesn't, because I think fans want to see a good. Match I want to see five sets. Right. Like that's what I want to see. I just like I haven't watched. I've watched a lot of Djokovic this week, and it's just three sets in the. I kind of. I kind of want to see submits. I kind of want to see Novak roll, just because people are like, he wouldn't. He might not have won last year. He might not have won. I'm like, guys, come on now, come on. Watch, watch, watch some tennis. Make sure you're watching what every point. I mean, Novak has had a stranglehold on this entire draw. He was going to win last year. Like Rafa with his like agreed. His, come on, like I, I'm a I'm I'm as big of a Rafa fan as there is. My whole life I've loved Rafa, and I just there's no way he's, he's going to beat Novak on his at his slam. There's just no way. Yep. Anyway, a couple other shout outs I had to give Cooper Williams and Lerner team, oh, yeah. the juniors, the American junior duo into the final, and actually they take their first doubles title at the Australian Open in the junior doubles title. Both those guys are, I mean. Big fan of both those guys. Got to see both of them at Kalamazoo. Lerner Teen, I believe, hit the fastest serve at the 2022 U.S. Open, albeit in the junior draw. He clocked like 140 mile an hour serve. It was, I think, it was ahead of Bu- or 141. Bublik may have tied him or just edged him by a little bit, but I know for the better half of that tournament, he had the. I mean, so the junior, 17 years old. Junior, Come on, junior red, white, and blue got, took a title home. We took a title home, and now Lerner. We are t- back. Lerner Teen is in the finals of the singles as well. I don't know when that is being played. I don't think it was played yet. Uh, if you can check me I'm on that. I'm checking right now. But Lerner Teen is a problem. He is a USC commit. I don't know how long he'll last in the college um, circuit, but college tennis is loaded, and this kid is must-watch TV. His firepower it doesn't make sense. I mean, it looks like the most casual forehand that you've ever seen, and it looks so fluid, and he just takes absolute licks at the ball. Cooper Williams, great kid. I met him in Indian Wells in an elevator going up to my hotel. He was with his mom carrying his bag, and I was like, we just started small talking, and 
I remember I looked him up and I was like, oh, this shit, this kid, this kid can play. Like this, I'm gonna be seeing this kid on the on the circuit here. And at the U.S. Open, I got to see him warming up with a bunch of the pros and just a very humble kid. Uh, just you can just tell he loves the game, and I'm just a big fan of those two guys. So really cool to see the young Americans. The next generation is looking healthy, and they are uh, ready to fill some big shoes that this that these top guys are showing off. Heck yeah! It's I'm interested to see where this American tennis wave goes because you still got. We haven't Tiafo and Fritz weren't even in, in didn't a, talk they about weren't, we didn't even talk about them. They weren't even part of this this whole uh, uh, algorithm of yeah. last week or whatever. Yeah, I mean these guys are those are the two those faces of the American guys. tennis. Yeah, it's 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 a joke how good it is right now. But Fritz gets to come back and play at Indian Wells and defend. Fritz, man, I <sighs> defending champ, defending champ of Indian Wells. He's gonna come back and he's. I I Bam. think he must feel he'll, he'll feel good about that tournament, but. That's a disappointing week for him to go out that early. Two back-to-back slams to Poppy Wren. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. Poppy Wren. Got to get that one. That's a tough one. On the women's side, we the have... Blanket. The Blanket. <laughs> We've got Arena Sabalenka and Ribikina. We've got... Actually, so two two players who... one for, Actually, one Russian, one Belarusian. So I thought it was interesting that Ribikina, born in Moscow, but... She just changed it, her flag to Kazakhstan, so she did. I don't know. I don't know how that all works, but that's just very interesting. Yeah. It's like, well, they're allowed to have a flag. Kazakhstan <laughs> can, yeah, yeah. But she's born in Moscow. I'm just like, right. well, aren't you Russian? I'm, I don't get it. But it's a uh, Sabalenka versus Rybakina, the two best female players this week. Both of them have have been dominant. I mean, yeah. Sabalenka. This is the player that we I had thought she was going to be a couple years ago. I mean, her freaking firepower is. It's not fair. She's six foot one, built like a bull, has just she's she looks like a different type of athlete than anybody she goes up against. Her serve her serving woes have been put to put to rest for now at least. It looks like she's just mentally in a much better better place. Like yeah. she just looks like she's more comfortable and more relaxed. Um I think it just she, she doesn't look like she's feeling the pressure. She looks like she's not out there to enjoy herself. You can even tell in the post uh match press conferences or on the court interviews that she's just more smiley, more just kind of loose and comfortable in her own skin. And I think, like, I I read into the social media stuff way too much, but it's like you can just kind of tell how they carry themselves, whether it's like on the TikTok or Instagram. It's like that's when she's having fun with her team, her, her and her coaches are, like, doing all this goofy stuff and while they're training. They're, it's a healthy relationship. And I think when you're that loose at these events where there's supposed to be high-pressure situations and you can have that moment of relief, I think you're you're someone pretty dangerous. She's a nice person. Like just super oh, nice person. For sure. Like I mean, she's on both the of court. these girls. I've had yeah. small interactions with both, but Sabalenka's. I mean, yeah. I love her coach, Jason Stacy. They invited me to on the deck. They're great people. Yeah. Like they were super nice. That's a good shout out. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of both of these girls. I think they're both just very humble. Yeah, um, she took time out. Of her- crazy day talk to ben no the, way at the cincinnati yeah getting, no way getting smoothies they got the same smoothie she just no started, way. started talking to him he's just looking at her and, no way oh yeah that was one of the neatest things that like i mean I, then I, he got to I've talk ever, to Zablanket. he talked to Zablanket. so this that's is, why they call her Zablanket. benny has he's got ben, nicknames for everybody benny Patton. they're all dudes and then then her no <laughs> way I didn't know this story. Yeah. I don't remember being told that. It was right after we went to the smoothie place you That's told me amazing. to go to. And she was in line. She started talking to him because they got the same smoothie. They got a strawberry something. That's like, amazing. Yeah. She's so cool. She was I, so I, nice. Sablank is the goat. Yeah. Like, like, I'm you a like huge tennis? fan. You like the tennis. <laughs> no way. Let's go. 
Are we to say blank? Of, this is a, a, a Stan account now. We're, we, we are. I have to pull for her though because she's. Just, oh, we pull for her now. She's like that's all. I I loved in, at the Miami or no that was Indian Wells. I mean she was on the court. There was really nobody. It was a bunch of good matches going on. So there was a very low key practice that she had, and I just went over there and started getting some clips and stuff. And you can just tell her and Jason Stacy, who's her coach, is a, an American guy, and he is super cool. I mean they're just a laid back team, and um, I don't know. It's just like a lot of the girls are just more. She's she's like she's super tense on the court. She looks like she's ready to come out your face on, with her forehand, but off the court. She was just down to do pictures, sign autographs, and she didn't ask for like her coach for permission. Like, can I can I go over here and sign like talk to these fans? And sure, it's like I mean, tennis, was, tennis players are just. I think of all the sports, professional sports, they are the nicest to kids. Like, I don't true. know what like we take them to all, all these sports, sporting events. We try to get them to go to see all these things. But the tennis players, if you get caught in like round them, like they're mm-hmm. just so nice. I don't know if it's because they see themselves as a little kid that maybe watching the tennis tournament and they just see themselves doing it. But like, I mean, Nick Harper was talking about too, like Renee get to kind of walk out with these people and like, but they uh-huh. treat them like uh-huh. they're just super nice to kids. So I, I think it makes you a fan of it them. does. And I, I don't know what the, what the, like the thought, like of why that is the case, but I would have to say a few of my, my guesses would be one tennis players at a young age, hang out with people much older than them because that's just how like you're, pretty much anointed as being one of the up-and-comers or, or next ones up pretty early on so you kind of you you, you kind of miss that childhood part because it, you, you can it kind of can get skipped in tennis where like you know when you're playing basketball it's like you're pretty much always playing you know 14 you 16 you right. 18 you tennis it's like if you if get good if enough if you're a good 10 year old you're playing it's 18 it's right. like it can happen quick like that or you're you're 14 year old you can play it's 21 year old 25 year old it's like in other sports it doesn't happen until later on so i think you appreciate that and you kind of hold that closer to your heart as like being a kid. I think that's one of them. I think two of them. It's like they like tennis. They're not used to the the spotlight. Isn't put on them as much as it is other sports. Um, yeah, that's so that, someone, that's true. So they're they're just more humble. They're not like even they're not like, getting grabbed, fan grabbed all over the place. Sablank has had a top five ranking f- forever. Yeah, but like, no one. She, people were walking right past her. Yeah, she's standing so in line for a smoothie. And like, exactly. That's crazy to me. But like, I, mean, I recognized her just because of that. I mean, the she's tattoo, a yeah. blanket. She's, like, she's a blank. She's six foot one, and she's, and she's put together. She's tall. She's a freak athlete. Like, yeah. she is for how tall she's she is as tall and strong. As you. I feel oh, like yeah. she's as tall as you. And she moved, dude. She moves so well. The serve I mean, is sick. Too. The serve is ridiculous. I'm, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of Sablanka and her, just that whole camp. Me too. Rubikina, another one that's been dominant. I mean, Wimbledon title she took last year has just seemed to be able to just continue to improve and put things, put the puzzle together. But she has weapons. She's got the fluidity in her movement. She's another. I think she's probably six foot as well. I mean, yeah, she the seems, women's game is. People always she talk looks about strong too, not as big as in the uh, serve, but mm-hmm. like she just looks strong. She like, is. I mean, she doesn't look. She ripped through Jabir. I mean, ripped through Jabir. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, and Jabir has got all types of things that can cause problems, and it, n- none of them phase mm-hmm. Rubikina. I think um, the thing with her that is always fun to watch is just like. She's just it's like a graceful power. Like yeah. it's just like nothing looks forced or too like she's not muscling the ball. Everything yeah. just looks smooth. But I think people were always talking about how the men's game was going to get bigger, how you're going to you're, you're going to have all these guys that are 6 foot 6 is going to be like the standard. Yeah. The women's game actually seems to be getting bigger before the, the men's game. It's the truth. Like, like you look at all the people that were in that top, in that final like um Azarenka, like all of them big big girls. They're huge. Not messing around. No. Been a been an unbelievable Australian Open, guys. I mean, I've just had a ton of fun. 
we're definitely it's it finally feels like other than Novak Djokovic has been a steady in our lives for 20 years it just it's super cool to see all these new faces new personalities and it's a bunch of new experiences for these guys and it feels like a new experience for a tennis fan to watch all this stuff and see these new guys breaking out and American tennis being back on the map has made this just an awesome so tournament. Close. We're so close. so close. We're so it's close. Coming. We're coming. coming, baby. It's coming. Oh, man. All right, guys. Last couple of nuggets we got on the product aspect from TennisPoint.com. We've got a bunch of new releases. If you guys have seen recently, the Vapor 11s have hit the market hot. You've got the Vapor 2s. We've got the Cybersonics that we put a bunch of content out, a bunch of content out on. Um, check out the Tennis underscore Point TikTok account. Uh, that's where a lot of it goes as well as our Instagram page. But those are, those are my favorite shoes that I've worn in a while. Um, More than the Barricades? Yeah, 100%. Ooh, nice. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Adidas and Asics shoe guy typically. I like the New Bounce as well. Probably sitting third for me. And then Yonix and then Nike. And I would say the Cybersonic is just... Yeah, you, you do love those. Dude, that shoe is amazing. Yeah. I mean, price point's a little bit high. You're looking at like 179 um, but that is, I'm telling you, like when you put it on, it's a boot that feels very secure at the top. Like your, your toe box, you're not going to jam your toe. The, the lockdown is great. They're breathable. They're light. You feel like you trust them a ton pushing off. You feel like your foot is just very locked in and stable and the you, grip is great. Were you using those last night? I was using oh, those last geez, night. Yeah. Don't, anybody <laughs> go buy those shoes. Jeez. That's all I have to say. Jeez. <laughs> I was I was on I was on I was on Jupy last I don't night. Even want to talk. That was the Nate hit more lines, aced me fourteen <laughs> times, just winners all over the place. <laughs> and you know what? Go I, buy those shoes. I hate to Good be, Lord. I hate to be that guy, but I was looking down at my shoes. I'm like, it's gotta be these shoes. It's gotta be it's, these I shoes. kept looking at them. I'm like, Whoo. you didn't do that to me in the Giannis. <laughs> no, no. The Fusion Rap Fours are beauties, but no, these guys, the Cybersonics. I was a little bit suspect when I saw the price point come out high. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm like, I, I honestly try to give you guys, like, what is best from our store at the best price, and I will say, like, these are legit. Like, try them. Just try them. That's all I have to say. But on the racket side of things, obviously the new V-Core is out and about. The Pure Drive 98 exclusive from Tennis Point is out. We got the new Radical has dropped. The People's Racket. Is it, Bang. Is it orange and dark brown? Like it's the, a, like navy, the, navy blue. The Laver Cup one? I'm colorblind, but I believe it's a navy blue Is it orange. navy blue and orange? First headed out in... Who else is um, Diego's? So Sloan Stevens left for the um, speed, but she's still one of the faces of it of the new launch. Unfortunately, they they didn't. I guess they didn't talk to her <laughs> before. Like whoop. But cool, no, cool. Radical is a great stick. Uh, one of the most versatile rackets in the in the market. Uh, we've got the shift is coming out from Wilson. The Pro Staff V14 is coming out, guys. There's so many cool products coming out, and I will say like a lot of years that I I've been here four years now. The first couple of years, it seemed like a lot of these rackets were just like the tweaks in them were not even noticeable. It was just more of a color change and aesthetics, aesthetics change. There's been some technology, technological upgrades that are impact that are impacting how these things play, which is pretty cool. But no, I think that's all I got. JP, got anything else before we we say goodbye for the weekend? No, let's say I, I just get ready to watch three sets on Sunday. I need four. Give me four. <laughs> I'm gonna bet City Pass. City Pass is going getting a set. What are we betting? What are we betting? We're betting. Um, oh, where do we like to go? Let's bet some Adriaticos. Let's bet. Ooh, let's bet dinner at Adriaticos. Okay. Deal. Let's go. Dinner and a beer at Adriaticos is on is on the line let's here. Go. You got three sets. I got anything more than three sets. Okay. 
Let's ride. Let's ride. Have a weekend, guys. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Pure Tennis Podcast. Who did? Bang.